with your spirit. Fill us, O oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. O oh God, we thank you. We glorify you. We seek you, O oh God. Lord, you told us to seek you while you may be found. To call upon you while you are near. Lord, you told the wicked to forsake his ways and the unrighteous his thoughts. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Fill us, O oh God, with your goodness. Fill us, O oh God, with your grace. Continue to be our guide even unto death. Oh God, we wait. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes. Hallelujah. Touch us, O oh God. From the crown of our heads to the sole of our feet. Give us a mind to seek you. A mind to wait upon you, O oh God. Help us to trust in you with all our hearts. Not to lean to our own understanding. My God, in all our ways, help us to acknowledge you, O oh God. Lord, you promised to direct our path. Oh, God, we seek you. We seek you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, help us to wait. Teach us how to do the same. 
in the name of Jesus. come before you this morning, thanking you for grace, thanking you for your great grace, your tender mercies, how you brought us thus far, oh God, Lord, continue to lead us home. Help us, oh God, to run this race with fear and trembling. Help us, oh God, to wait upon you. Help us, oh God, to seek you, seek you even the more. Father, as we come together to study together, to learn together, to take your yoke upon us and to learn of you, give us that mind to press, to persevere, to hold on to your unchanging hand. Father, we thank you. Father, remember your ministering servants everywhere. Remember all those that call on the name of Jesus Christ in sincerity. Father, we thank you. Father, anoint us. Send your holy anointing. Lord, we thank you. Not a bone has been broken. Oh, God, we give you thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Oh, God. Oh, fill our cups, Lord. Speak to us, oh, God. Oh, God, lead us, direct us. Oh, God, you are a guide. You're the lamp to our feet, the light to our path. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And a pleasant good morning to you, you and you, Brother Brown, here this morning. And it's good to be back. It's good to be back in your presence. In the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. And in the midst of his holy nation, his royal priesthood, it's a privilege to sit. We thank and praise God for all of you that have joined us. And we look forward to your continued company. Amen. Your input, your contribution. Amen. In prayer. My God, in the name of Jesus your support of this ministry in prayers and in giving and in all the things that you do in the name of Jesus Christ. Today is Thursday. Today is Thursday, July 23rd, 2020. And this is the Master of Arts New Testament Letters program. Our topic today is because we would not be chargeable unto any of you. We preach unto you the gospel of God. It is necessary that we understand our mission, our task that is laid out before us and that we undertake it with the grace that God has given us. God has promised to supply our needs according to his riches in glory and he has done the same. And this gospel, this journey, it takes, yes, it takes resources, but God would not have us to be chargeable unto any of you. So he has committed unto us his gospel that we might make it come to you without charge. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. 
we're going to move into our lesson today looking at second thessalonians chapter 2 verses 3 and 4 the apostle wrote paul wrote to the thessalonians telling them let no man deceive you by any means for the day that day the day of the coming of the lord that day shall not come except they come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition paul was saying to the church at Thessalonica that yes there is the day when we will be caught up there is the day when the Lord will appear but he said do not be deceived my beloved neither by word nor letter don't be deceived by any means for that day shall not come the day of the Lord the day of us being caught up shall not come except there come a falling away first that is many will walk away from the faith because of the trials the tribulations the afflictions the persecution there will come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed. So two occurrences before the day of the Lord. A falling away and the revelation of the man of sin, the son of perdition, the son of hell. Now the word tells us that that individual opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God, the son of perdition. He wants to be worshipped. He exalts himself above all that is worship so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God know ye not that your bodies are the temple of God he himself sitteth in the temple of God showing himself he's showing himself that he is God so don't let anyone deceive you by any means for the day of the Lord shall not come the dead in Christ won't rise. We that are alive and remain won't be caught up except two things occur. They come a falling away from the body of Christ first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. He opposed it and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worship. He's filled with pride. He's narcissistic. He cares only about himself and himself alone. He presents himself as above everything and everyone else. The man of sin. So that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. So don't be deceived my beloved. Now the word continues by telling us. Yes the word continues by telling us. Beware be on your guard. I must be on my guard, you must be on your guard, lest any man spoil you through philosophy. They come with the arguments of Aristotle, Plato, and Socrates, and they repackage, fine-tune, and present those arguments as the gospel. But you have to be on your guard, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the minds of men, after the thoughts of mankind after the rudiments operations the rules regulations of the world and not after Christ so you must be on your guard Jesus warned against the same things he answered those who questioned them saying why do we also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition many times cultures 
traditions, the ways of a nation, its culture, are those embraced instead of the word of God. Jesus said, why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your traditions? They speak about the fathers and they tell you the traditions, but they transgress the commandment of God. Jesus continued. He said, full well, you reject the commandment of God that you might keep your own tradition. Many have elevated their traditions and their words and their cultures and such like above the commandment of God. Paul said, he was one of those in Galatians 1 verse 14 that he profited in the Jews religion Paul said that he profited in the Jews religion above many my equals in my own nation being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of his fathers so men and women will cling to yes cleave unto the traditions of their founding fathers they will cleave to the writings of men men who have transgressed men who have fallen men who are corrupt and reject the word of god but john wrote to the church telling the church beloved believe not ever spirit but try the spirits, whether they are of God. You can't just believe everything people report to you on the news, write to you in the newspapers, or report to you on whatever electronic device you use to get your news. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit, test them, question them, prove them, prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. Beloved, believe not every spirit. But try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Many, yes, exorcists, false prophets, profiteers, manipulators, deceivers are gone out into the world. So you must not just readily believe every spirit, but you must try the spirits whether they are of God. Finally, Paul, writing to the Colossians, told them, Let the word of Christ, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. You have to have an anchor that will keep your soul. You need a sword of the Spirit that will defend you. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Doing what? Teaching. And admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace to your in your hearts to the Lord. So Paul was admonishing the church, you got to know the word. You got to study the word. You got to love the word. You got to keep the word. You must put on the whole armor of God that you will be able to stand in that evil day. He told us to put on the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness, having our loins girded with truth, our feet shod with the gospel of preparation of peace, 
having the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. We must put on the whole armor of God. Why? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. We are in a war. Our war is not against flesh and blood. So we must let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. In all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. Reciprocal. It has to be among us as brethren that we not be influenced by any specific individual, but that are coming together in discussion of the word of God. We will not be indoctrinated in doctrines of organizations and denominations but we will be studying and knowing the word of God and it will dwell in us richly in all wisdom that's why we study together that's why we learn one from another that's why we interact with each other because we are teaching and admonishing one another in Psalms and hymns this is for our protection this is for our protection when we study together we admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in our hearts unto the lord we move into our text today it comes from thessalonians first thessalonians the second chapter now paul wrote to the thessalonians saying to them for yourselves brethren for you yourselves know our entrance in unto you that it was not in vain. But even after that we had suffered before and were shamefully entreated, as you know, at Philippi, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. Paul was saying, you, my brethren, he called the church brethren because they are and were brethren for yourselves. You know our coming in unto you. You know from whence we came. You know us. You know our history. You know what we've been through. You know our trials, our transgressions you know, our tribulations you know, our persecutions. You know our standing up. You know our falling downs. You know all about us for yourselves, brethren, know our our entrance you know our entrance our coming in unto you that it was not in vain we did not come to you in vain but we labored we worked with our own hands that you might grow in grace and in the knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ he said but even after that we suffered before we endured some hardness some persecution some suffering you know that we were shamefully entreated as you know at philippi what occurred at philippi well paul had encountered a young woman who had a spirit of divination she followed them around for days saying yes she spoke the truth she said these men are the servants of the most high god but it was a spirit of divination it was a spirit of divination like the woman the witch that saul went to at endor this young woman had a spirit of divination. And after she followed them around for days, Paul turned around and casted out that spirit. Now our masters, those who made gain, 
of her prophecies, of her tellings, were upset and they dragged Paul and Silas before the magistrate of Philippi who had them beaten and cast into prison. They were shamefully entreated at Philippi. However, they were bold in the gospel of Jesus Christ. They spake, they sang, and they praised the Lord. And at midnight, an earthquake shook the building and they were set free. The jailer was saved. They were then delivered from prison. They were shamefully entreated at Philippi. However, they were bold in God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. When you speak the truth of God, you're going to find that others will contend with you. There will be contentions because men and women, when you speak the truth, want to remain in darkness because they love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. And they want to remain in the same situation, the same condition, under the same circumstances circumstances but when you preach a gospel of God it brings light and it shines in the darkness it causes discomfort to those that dwell in darkness and there will be contentions and Paul said we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention he said for our exhortation was not of deceit nor of uncleanness nor in guile as we exhorted you, as we brought to you the gospel of God, we did not do it with deceit, seeking to extract something from you, nor of uncleanness, but we were washed, we were sanctified, we were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. We were cleansed and set apart for Jesus Christ, nor did we speak in guile to obtain mammon or lucre from you. Our exhortation was not of guile, nor of uncleanness, nor of deceit. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men. We are not about to please men in our preaching of the gospel. We are not about to compromise in our preaching of the gospel. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men, but God which tried our hearts. Our task, our goal, our one objective is to be found worthy to be in Christ. So, neither at any time use we flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak of covetousness, God is witness. We are not about to seek your favor. We are not about to seek your praise. We are not about to seek you holding us in high esteem. We are about preaching the word of Jesus Christ. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, God called us. He sanctified us. He justified us. And he will glorify us. He put us in a position where we have a position of trust with the gospel even so we speak the words that we speak must be trusted because they are the word of god you may not like them because it's a two-edged sword it cuts it heal the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword but as we were allowed of god to be put in trust with the gospel even so we speak 
not as pleasing men, not as pleasing men, but God which tries our hearts. As long as God is well pleased with us, we must go forward. For neither at any time use we flattering words. We want to flatter men. We want men to feel good. We want as many of them in our presence so that they may feel good and bring us an offering. No, 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 no. We didn't do any of that. For neither at any time use we flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak of covetousness. We didn't want your stuff. God is witness. Nor of men sought we glory. We don't preach and try to sweeten the preacher, the bishop or the elders or those in charge. No, 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 no. Nor of men sought we glory. We not seeking glory of mankind. Neither of you. We not seeking any glory of you. Nor yet of others. When we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ. We could have been burdensome. Many have, oh, cash up them, they say, and cash up them and give different instruments to receive filthy lucre and mammon. Neither at any time use we any of these things. Neither at any time use we flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak of covetousness, God is weakness. Nor of men sought we glory, neither of you, nor yet of others, when we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ. As the apostles of Jesus Christ, Paul and the rest of the team were not burdensome to the believers. But how were they? But we were gentle among you. We were gentle among you even as a nurse cherished her children. Our approach was one of gentleness, kindness, tenderness, meekness, one of humility. We were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherished her children. Now that nurse, not being the natural mother of the child, but one charged with caring for the child, is gentle because she has a job, she has a responsibility, and she has authority to care for those children. So she uses gentleness. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you, not the gospel only. We are willing to impart unto you, not just the preaching, not just the gospel only, but also our own souls because you are dear unto us. So Paul was saying it goes above and beyond preaching. It takes more than just uttering eloquent words flowery words words of enticement feel good words that people go away shouting feeling good it takes more than that we were gentle among you even as a nurse cherished her children yes we were the words tells us that we ought to be affectionately desirous of you our natural affection, our spiritual love, we were willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of God only, not just when you go and preach, not just when you preach it. 
but it's a daily thing it's a constant thing it's an ongoing thing we were willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of god only but also our own souls the good shepherd let me tell you about a good shepherd the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep you have sheep and you have goats so the good shepherd is willing and discriminating to give his life for the sheep we were willing not to impart the gospel of God only, but also our own souls because you were dear to us. Because we had you in your, our hearts. Because of the love of God that shed abroad by the Holy Ghost, we were willing to impart also our own souls. For you remember, brethren, here Paul calls on the Thessalonians to look back in the recesses of their minds. Look back for you remember, think about, think about things in the past, brethren. Think about our labor and travail for laboring night and day because we would not be chargeable unto any of you. We preach unto you the gospel of God. Because we did not want to be a burden to you. Because we did not want to run around all the time with a collection plate asking you to send us this and send us that, brethren. We labored night and day because we would not be chargeable unto any of you. We preach unto you what God said, what thus saith the Lord. We're not looking for a handout. We're not looking for a hand up either or a hand down. What we're looking for is men are men and women willing to give of themselves to spread the word of God in the highways, in the hedges, in the cities, in the countries, telling others about the goodness of Jesus and all that he had done for us. We are willing to do like Jesus did, Paul did, the apostles did, telling the good news of Jesus Christ. Yes, the grace of God. For you remember, brethren, you remember our labor, our travail. We labored night and day, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, starting out five in the morning, ending up two o'clock at night. You remember our labor and travail for laboring night and day because we would not be chargeable unto any of you. We don't want any of you to say that, oh, well, you're funding the ministry and therefore you have a voice in what is being said. That No, 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 no. We want you to have a voice because you love the Lord. We want you to have a voice because you are in Christ. We want you to have a voice because God says you must have a voice. You can't buy your way into this. You can't buy your way into the gospel. You can't wave your $100 offering and tell somebody that you're in. It doesn't work like that. For you remember, brethren, our labor and travail for laboring night and day. We would not be chargeable unto any of you. We preach unto you the gospel of God. You are witnesses. You are witnesses to what we have done. You've been there. You saw. You know. You are witnesses and God also. How holily and justly and unblameable we behaved ourselves among you that believe. Open the books. Look at us. Examine us. Look at what we did. Call the witnesses. You are witnesses. You are the witnesses. How we behaved. Holily 
justly and blamably we behaved ourselves among you that believe. The Bible tells us we ought to be an example to the believer in word, in deed, in conversation. We have a responsibility to walk worthy of the vocation where we are called with all lowliness of heart. We must not be puffed up, high-minded, always seeking the elevation of ourselves and not caring about the well-being of others. You are witnesses and God also how holily and justly and unblameably we behaved ourselves among you that believe. Not I, but Christ that dwelleth in me enabled me to walk the way that we did. As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father doeth his children. Let me tell you something, brethren. You know we exhorted, we preach, we taught, we did all the things, we comforted, we rebuke, we chastise, charge every one of you as a father with his children. A father has a responsibility to speak to his children, to correct them, to guide them, to lead them, to tell them that which is right. The Bible tells us parents, we ought to train up our children in the way that they should go, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. We have a responsibility. We ought not to provoke them unto wrath, but we must instruct them. That is our charge. You know, we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father with his children. Charge you what? That you would walk worthy of God. We want you to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Walk worthy of God who hath called you into his kingdom and glory. Walk worthy of God. Don't get self-satisfied. Don't start looking at, oh, I've achieved this and I've achieved that. Don't start looking at self, but looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. For this cause also, we thank God without ceasing. For this cause, for this reason, because he had called us into his kingdom and into his glory, we thank him without ceasing. Because when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God which effectually worketh also in you that believe. When we preach unto you and others preach unto us the word of God, we received it, you received it, you received it not as a word of men. This is not bishop this preaching or elder that or minister this or whoever. This is the Holy Ghost speaking to us, telling us that we should amend our ways and our doings and God will cause us to dwell in the land. Many of us are persecuted, suffer affliction, but we do it because of our wrongdoing, because we do wrong. But God don't want us to suffer as an evildoer. He wants us to suffer for the name of Christ. So we should amend our ways, change our ways. Make changes in ourselves. Make changes in ourselves. Amend our ways and our doings, and God will cause us to dwell in the land. For this cause also, I thank God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God, which he heard of us, you received it not as the word of men. You got to receive the word. Many have rejected the word. Many have made up in their minds that they're going to reject the word right from the beginning. There's no skin off my back. 
snow skin. You got to give account for it. And you're going to be charged for it. For this cause also, thank we God without ceasing. We thank God without ceasing. Because when we receive the word of God which you heard of us, you received it not as a word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. When you receive the word of God and you hear the word of God, it begins to work in you. It begins to work in you, purifying, purging, reconditioning, recreating, creating in us a clean heart and renewing a right spirit within us. For you, brethren, became followers of the churches of God, which are in Judea, are in Christ Jesus. For ye also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews. We see the pattern. We see and know the history of the suffering of the church. And here Paul was saying to the Thessalonians, You brethren, you follow the churches of God which are in Judea. They are in Christ Jesus. Just like they suffered, you suffered. They suffered of their countrymen. And you will also suffer of your own countrymen. He said, even as the Jews who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets and have persecuted us and they please not God and are contrary to all men. You have some people just wake up in the morning. They're contrary to everything. They wake up with confusion in their minds. They are in a position to, no matter what it is, without even knowing, they wake up contrary in opposition to everything because that is the state of their mind and their spirit. The Bible says, For you, brethren, you became followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. Salvation is of the Jews, not of Rome. Salvation is of the Jews, not of the Roman Empire. For you, brethren, became followers of the churches of God, which in Christ Jesus are in Judea. You also suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews, who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets, and have persecuted us. And they please not God, and are contrary to all men. What do they do? Forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles. They didn't want us to go speaking to others about the things of Jesus Christ. They were forbidding us to speak unto the Gentiles. Just like you see them doing in the world today. They lock up in a building and they preach at one another. And they preach at one another. And they preach at one another. And they would not spread the light nor the seed nor the word into the world. They were forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles. One man told me, how come you gone? You gone over there teaching and all that kind of stuff. No, I can't have that. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. He said, go into all the world. They were forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved. Why? To fill up their sin all way. Leaving people in trespasses and sin. You having the cure, but you cannot apply it. What sense does that make? Oh, you want them to come to you and bring money when they come in. Because you are harling. Because you seek to extract from them instead of having their sins remitted. 
They were forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles, that the Gentiles might be saved. They wanted to fill up their sin all way. But the Bible says, for the wrath is come upon them to the uttermost. The wrath of God comes upon those who stand and block others from coming into the kingdom. For the wrath is come upon them to the uttermost. But we, brethren, but we, being taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great joy. Yes, we were cruelly and shamefully entreated at Philippi, locked up in prison, but that was only for a short time. We were taken from you for a short time in presence but not in our hearts. You always remained in our hearts and in our mind, and we endeavored the more abundantly to see your face. We desired to see you. We desired to see your face with great desire, great longing. Wherefore, we would have come unto you. It's our desire, our mind, to come unto you. Even I pour once and again, but Satan hindered us. When you are in this war, you will face opposition on every side. This morning, I got up and the devil tried to attack me. But we defeated him. He can't touch us because we are protected in Christ. He tried to destroy our property, the various things that we possess in Jesus Christ. But we must stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free. We ought not to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Wherefore, we would come unto you, even I, Paul. Satan will try to discourage you from preaching the word of God. Satan will try to tear down what you're doing. Satan will raise up opposition against you. But you must overcome. You must be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You must resist that devil and he will flee from you. Wherefore we would have come unto you, even I pour once and again, but Satan hindered us. When Satan brings hindrances, then you reach down for that overcoming power, that power of resistance. Resist that devil and he will flee from you. Don't give in. Don't cuddle him because once you give in and you begin to cuddle that devil, he has gotten the victory over you. But when you resist him, when you stand up to him, he will flee from you. For what is our hope? What is our hope? Our joy. Our crown of rejoicing. Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ that is coming? What do we have to rejoice about? What is our hope? What is our crown of rejoicing? It is you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming. The work that we have done. It will speak for us. When we appear before the Lord Jesus Christ and the fruit of our labor appears, then we will have a crown of joy, a crown of rejoicing. Our hope will have been realized. What is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? You are not you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming, for you are our glory and our joy. We glory in the Lord to see how great you have done. How much you have grown. The place to which 
you have aspired and achieved, we thank God for that. But there is yet more to be done. There is more that lies ahead. For you are our glory and our joy. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, O oh God, because we would not be chargeable to any. But we preach unto all the gospel of God. Lord, help us to continue in this vein. Help us to continue to press and to overcome. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our topic today, because we would not be chargeable unto any of you, we preach unto you the gospel of God. Our task is to preach unto you the gospel of God. Not any other doctrine. Because as we said before, or so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. So we preach unto you the gospel of God. We preach in the book. We staying in the book. We staying in the word. We're not adding to it. We're not taking away from it. Because we would not be chargeable unto any of you. We preach unto you the gospel of God. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, yes, let him be accursed. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day, the day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. You got to remember that. What does he do? He opposes it. And he exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worship. What does he do? So he has God. Sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So be on your guard. Beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ we thank and praise God for you in the name of Jesus Christ we're going to step away from here that you may approach a throne of grace you'll find help there in the time of trouble God bless you in Jesus name
Amen. 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 Come on home, beloved. Come on home. Won't you? Won't you please? Please come home.